My name is Keith Beavers, and I just found out that the, the average color of the galaxy is called Cosmic Latte. Is that the name? <laughs> that's the name of a band. It's so good. What's going on, wine lovers from the Vine Pair Podcasting Network? This is the Wine 101 Podcast. My name is Keith Beavers, and I am the Tastings Director of Vine Pair. Today, we're getting dry. We're getting austere. We're getting astringent. We're talking about tannin. Let's break this thing down, because it's talked about a lot in wine. This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by Paul Meyer Winery. Newsflash, the red blend is the most exciting new category of American wine. Was that weird? The obsession began with the classic Bordeaux-style blend that California winemakers love so much. Paul Meyer epitomizes the new red wine blend while calling back to the iconic region. A sip of this and you will think you've been teleported back to the French winemaking country. I have a feeling that when you first got into wine, the first thing you encountered while sipping a red wine was this intense perception of astringency. It's like the big red wine experience. It's what, I don't know, it's, it's like the thing that gets us first. I could be wrong about that, but I was trying to think back of like my first red wine, which I don't remember that. I don't remember my first red wine. I remember the wine that I fell in love with wine with. Is that how I said? I remember the wine that I tasted and drank that made me fall in love with wine officially, which was a Alianico del Voltade. The grape Alianico is one of the most tannic grapes on the planet. And I do remember sipping that wine going, boof. Damn, that's the stringent. It's the compound that brings structure to a wine. And that's why I feel like it's the first thing we really encounter in wine. Besides, you know, you're smelling wine, aromas are a little bit overwhelming, but what's not overwhelming, what's not subtle is tannin in some of these red wines. So why don't we break this down? What is, what is tannin? What is it? What is it? Where does it come from? What does it do? How does it, does it help the wine? What's going on? All right, let's break this down. Tannin is actually a collection of compounds and they're found in the bark of trees and in fruits, including grapes. And as far as trees are concerned, the tree that has the highest level of tannin out there is Quercus velutina, which is black oak and oak, oak barrels. We're going to get to that in, in a second. But one of the things about these things called tannin is that they have the ability to interact with proteins and precipitate them. This is a process that is used for tanning leather. And the word tannin is derived from that process. How fun is that? But for our purposes, tannin also brings us that astringency. Let's get a little sciencey for a second here. When it comes to grapes, the tannin exists in the stems, 
in the skins, and in the seeds. There is some tannin existing in the flesh of the grape, but it's by no means significant. It's just sort of like, I don't know, overflow? <laughs> and in the wine world, we call them condensed tannins, but the sciency word is proanthocyanidins because these compounds have the ability to release the red anthocyanin pigments during the fermentation process through the acidic medium of wine and the warmth and heat that comes with fermentation, they can be leached out. All right, now get this. Proanthocyanidins, or tannins, are flavonoids consisting of catechins. What, Keith? Uh, sorry, I thought I'd throw a little science, really crazy science there. So flavonoid is a, a group of phenolics and they contribute to the color and the astringency of a wine, which is basically the texture of the wine. A catechin is another phenolic compound that is actually comes mostly from the grape seed and sometimes the skins, but mostly the grape seed. This actually contributes to the bitterness of the tannin. So the, the flavonoids and the catechins together create the proanthocyanidins, which are these tannins that give the wine astringency and that slight bitterness that we like sometimes in the complexity of a wine. Ugh, gosh, nature's amazing. And speaking of phenolic content in wine, the reason why these tannins hit so hard is that up to 90% of the phenolic content of red wines are made up of flavonoids, the astringency part. But when it comes to ageability... And if you think about all the age-worthy red wines out there, they have high tannin. Tannin is a very important part of the aging process of wine. The pigmented tannins that have leached this red anthocyanin, um, and also flavanols, not flavonoids, but flavanols, is actually, um, it, it can precipitate a yellowish pigment as well, which kind of integrates into the whole thing. Probably brings a little bit of that purpleness. I don't, I'm not really sure. But these pigmented tannins are crucial for the color and the sensory properties of the wine. And as the wine ages, tannin itself begins to break down, which I'll talk about in a second. Because when a wine is aging, acidity and alcohol are always going to be there. But the tannin is what helps a wine evolve. I just find it amazing that these are actual compounds that, you know, when you, when you, when you taste a red wine that's meant to age and it's so not ready, it is just an attack of this thing, this physical compound called tannin, which is made up of the catechins and the flavonoids. It just scrapes your palate. It's, it's wild. And then after some time, these things, these tannins actually begin to break down. It's just wild. And there's a science about tannin that I can't completely understand because man, it gets really intense in the chemical stuff. But these, these, compounds, these very complex compounds are more concentrated in the, in the grape itself. But when wine is being made during the fermentation process, they kind of like 
spread out, get longer. They start to kind of redistribute themselves. And then when the wine is made, it's kind of, that's the, that's the result of the redistribution of these molecules. It's just absolutely, okay, sorry, sorry. I got a little, little in my head there. But if tannin comes from the skin and the pips or the seeds and the stems, that kind of gives you a sense of why white wines and rosés have less tannin in them because of the pro the winemaking processes for both of those wines. If you want to know more about that, go all the way back to season one. I have a whole bunch of episodes on how red, white, and rosé are made. So the more tannin you want in your wine, the more stems and skins and seeds you want to incorporate in your winemaking and then vice versa. So, White wines, white wine grapes, absolutely have similar um, structures to red wine, but because they don't have pigmented tannins in white wine, and the absence of those anthocyanins or color compounds that condense into tannins, this is why white wine looks like white wine and red wine looks like red wine. It's just because of the lack of tannin structure. But tannins, you can feel tannins in white wine sometimes, even if it hasn't seen oak. Again, we're going to talk about oak in a second. And even if a wine has softened a little bit, you can still feel tannins for quite some time as a wine ages, even if it's getting kind of up there in age, because depending on the wine, the grapes it's made from, depending on how it was made, they can be stubborn. Some wines like Brunello di Montalcino's have to stay in the cellar for years before they're released onto the market because they're just so tannic. And even then, as Brunello di Montalcino, for example, ages, that tannin, that stubborn tannin still holds on for quite some time. Because wines that are meant to age are held in barrels, and barrels are made from mostly oak, and oak has a high level of tannin in it as well. And the tannin level of oak depends on the species of oak and how the oak was seasoned. It's kind of a it's a whole thing in itself. It's, we should do a Cooperage episode, but that also comes into consideration when you're aging wine. That's why sometimes people want to age red wine in new barrels because they want all the tannin they can get into that wine to be added on top of the tannin that is already inside the wine or made up in the wine, or they want to age wine in what we call neutral barrels, which are barrels that have been used after a few five or six vintages. And the actual influence of tannin from the oak is less. And the wine itself, really the tannin that's existing in the wine is, you know, the majority of the astringency you're going to get. And again, this all comes down to just like the finite, various ways winemakers around the world make wine depending on the variety, climate, and everything they're dealing with. But if it's a new barrel and the white wine is put into that barrel, like a Chardonnay, that's a lot, that's really a lot of the tannin comes from from those big oaky Chardonnays is the actual wood tannin from the oak. There are ways to reduce tannin in wine, and it's called fining, where you add a substance to the wine that attracts phenolic compounds that aggregate, fall to the bottom, they precipitate out of the wine, gain weight, and fall to the bottom of the barrel, therefore lessening the astringency of the, of the wine, which is sort of like the way it happens in the bottle over time at a much slower pace. Wine in bottle 
there's no need, you know, we're not finding it. It's just sitting there. But what it does do over time is the tannins polymerize and they form aggregates as well, just as if you were fining. But it takes longer because there's not a, there's not a substance or a medium for it to attract. But over time, they do form aggregates, which is just like, you know, they start to gain weight and they precipitate out of the wine and fall to the bottom of the bottle. That's what we see as sediment. When you see sediment in the wine, it's literally the wine aging, precipitating, softening. And as wine does this, as tannins are precipitated, leached out of itself and fall to the bottom of the, of the bottle, the perception of tannin starts to decrease. The wine begins to soften. And this right here is the magic of age-worthy wine. Because all of these constituents in the wine are interacting with each other. And there's a lot of mystery inside a bottle of wine because science has not figured out tannins themselves are all, there's some stuff about tannins that are still misunderstood or not misunderstood. It's not, under, not understood. Just like TCA or cork taint isn't completely understood. Wine is still a mystery to us. And that's so beautiful. That's what's autolysis is, is still a mystery to, to the wine industry. And science still has, I just think it's crazy that wine is so old and science still hasn't figured it completely out. I think it's kind of great. Anyway, this is the magic of aging wine. Tannin softens. And as it softens over a long period of time, all the other constituents in the wine interact with each other to form what is a beautiful, full-bodied red wine that has a perception of tannin that kind of lays around the edges of your palate and doesn't overwhelm and take center stage. This is when, like when I'm writing a wine review, let's say, and I taste a wine and I say the wine has a really well integrated tannin. That is either they find the wine and it's a younger wine, they find it and they, they softened it that way, or the wine has been aging for a long time and it's hit that point where the tannin is perceived, but it's not the main thing. And it actually adds to the complexity of the wine, not maybe not the aroma. You can't smell or taste tannins. It's only about the texture. You, you can't put your nose in and go, hmm, oh, a lot of tannin. No, but you put it in your palate, you're like, oh my gosh, I do perceive this dry, astringent stuff, but all this beautiful fruit around it is adding to the enjoyment of the wine. And that's the beauty and magic of wine. That's one of the beauty and magics of wine because there's so much beauty and so much magic in wine. Am I getting a little little poetic in philosophy here? I should probably calm down. Anyway, I just wanted to give you a nice, rounded, quick explanation of what these things called tannins are doing to your mouth, what they're doing in the wine, why they're there, why people want to increase them or decrease them. They're a very, very important part, a very important component of not only red wine, but wine itself. I'll see you next week. Fine Pair Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pair. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pair, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. 
And I want to thank the entire Vine Pair staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. E&J Gallo Winery is excited to sponsor this episode of Vine Pair's Wine 101. Gallo always welcomes new friends to wine with an amazing wide spectrum of favorites ranging from everyday to luxury and sparkling wine. Gallo also makes award-winning spirits, but this is a wine podcast. Whether you are new to wine or an aficionado, Gallo welcomes you to wine. Visit thebarrelroom.com today to find your next favorite, where shipping is available.